This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. Play up, play up, for fail. Play up, play up, for fail. Welcome to the Island Vale podcast. It is the day after Vale played Cheltenham. It is the day that probably Darren Moore's thinking, what the hell have I signed up for? It's the day that Vale fans have realised we've hired a manager and not a magician that can wave a magic wand and get us out of this. And it's probably going to be a bit of a sombre podcast, so let's see how it goes. Um, the, I can pretty much guarantee you if you've got dog shit on your bingo card, you can get that ticked off. So anyone that doesn't want to hear swearing turn off now because I'm sure there will be but there'll be an honest assessment of where we are what's gone wrong, we sit third from bottom, Cheltenham who hadn't scored a goal after 11 games and now above us in the table and there'll probably be some honest conversations around where the blame lies and can we stay up but before we get into that Johnny, how's it going, you were there with us yesterday and for those that were messaging me, did I go, yes I did Yeah, not too bad mate, not too bad, thank you um, enjoyed the Sunday after, you know, the day after the night before. So try 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 and get out your system, aren't you? But yeah, it was well, it wasn't pretty. No, no. And the, the first thing that sprang to my mind was men against boys. Yeah, I've I've, I've said it a few times, and I, I'll keep saying it. I think our biggest our biggest problem is we lack footballing intelligence. We really do. Tom Pett hasn't played for us in 12 months. And I think we made more successful passes to Tom Pett yesterday than I think we did in the two seasons that he was with us. Mm. And it, it's just, it's stuff like that. It's just, we are thick. We go one, we, we go ahead. And instead of going, right, okay, let, let, let's, let, let's, see, let, let's see this out for five minutes. We just fold like a pack of cards. We're just... The confidence is shot. The ability, the ability of some players is shot, and I just think more need. He's obviously needs time. It's going to take him a few weeks to decipher his strongest eleven. And yeah, we've we're hopefully going to be lucky that Tuesday's probably going to see three lads rush back. But yeah, because we need it. Yeah, desperately need it. Desperately need it. How are we, Tom? We're also joined by Tom. Have you enjoyed your Sunday and managed to get over yourself? Oh, I got a bit of an hangover this morning, but uh, yeah, I've I've had a, I've had a, well, I've really done an awful lot today. Just you know, got got well, no, I just lay down basically watching telly. Um, I was trying to I was trying to think of what I'd actually done, and then I couldn't think of anything more than that. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the. Day as a whole, yesterday there was a ninety-minute period between three and five that was shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Good, good day, Ad. Like you say, apart from the football, I should have had three matches today. Two were called off last night. The other one was called off this morning. So I haven't had any. So to be fair, all I've done with me day, I've been for a run down nature reserve down Bradley. And that's about it. Fill my car up with fuel already. Travel up to Morecambe for work tomorrow and Tuesday. So, huh? Sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. 
I've watched the Football League show, I've watched the conference highlights, I've watched Match of the Day and caught up with the football, basically. You so, like yeah. a lot more than I do, you do. Like, really a lot more than I do. I, like I, you like football a lot more than I do. I don't know, to be honest, because you will watch matches on tally. I tend to not watch 90-minute matches on tally anymore because it bores the shit out of me. Unless it's a big game or it's Liverpool, I generally don't watch football on tally anymore. But I watch Match of the Day Football League show because it's the main bits. Yeah, I couldn't be fucked to watch the Football League show or the National National League show. I've got, I've yeah, got I, no don't, I don't watch any of them. Yeah, see, I watch them. I like to see the goals. Keeps me I've up got no interest in Bristol City versus Watford. Yeah, that one done a sprint to mind. Leicester one was a decent one. They got beat, yeah. But yeah, I just like watch the goals, etc. And it keeps me up to date with who's doing one in the leagues, have a look at the tables, etc. Keep an eye on X Valiance, you know, when Barrow were on. Eye on for Waza Proctor, etc. Eye on for Condon when Oldham were on. Because to be honest, it's more entertaining than watching the shit we've got representing us at the moment than watching X players. Well, yeah, I suppose that's true. As an honest assessment. But yeah, I, I don't watch matches. Like, 10 years ago, any game of football on tally, whether it was Halifax, the older shot in the conference, or it was Man United, Liverpool in the Premier, I watched the 90 minutes of football. Don't watch it anymore. Football, for me, is not the game it was. I mean, Chessy fucking emphasised everything that's wrong with modern football yesterday. Because every time a player breathed on him, he was rolling around like he'd been shot. That's not for me. And I get he's we've got to do it because other teams do it and you're probably at a disadvantage but there's times and places do it and I'm sure we'll get into that when we review Chelsea because there's people on the coach saying he had a good game they weren't watching Bale v Cheltenham I don't know what game they were watching but they weren't watching that one for my opinion and football's all about opinions we all see it differently I'm not sitting here saying my opinion's right and theirs is wrong etc just not for me that wasn't um, and we'll get into it but first before we get into the game Obviously, Tom, me and you went down on Dicko's coaches yesterday. I'm sure everyone's seen on social media. And he won't thank me for doing this because he doesn't do it, to be thanked. He's done it for the love of the club. But I'm sure people have seen he's no longer running the coaches as of yesterday. So, that's it. Coach is done. For me, I've been going on the coaches since Hartley pulled away in the promotion season. And I don't think I've missed a Saturday game unless I've been at a wedding or something. So, I've been most of them. So, Dicko, thank you for the memories. Some cracking away days. Yesterday was a cracking day apart from the football, you know, the dominoes and the pub, etc. Wembley made some lifelong friends on the coaches and that'll be hard, not going the games with them. But Dicko put family first. And for Sharon, thank you for sharing him with us because I'm sure that's not been easy. The messages coming through every day of the week, book me a seat, actually, I don't want a seat, sorting everything out. So, for those that don't realise, it's not just on a Saturday that Dicko runs the coaches. It's seven days a week, so he'll have people messaging with that. So, thank you for your time you put into it. As I say, thank you, Sharon, for sharing him. And, Tom, over to you, because you've been going on them a lot longer than me. Yeah. I, oh, Christ, I can't think how long I've been. I'd probably about... Obviously, I started going on them when it was Charlie running them. Mm. Um, and always been, always been great. Uh, always had a great day as as we've um like kind of gone on through the years i've noticed we have started to leave earlier and earlier and earlier <laughs> like, like I, I can't remember five years ago that we were leaving for cheltenham at 9am <laughs> um 
But but yeah, it's. I mean, I think was it was it half ten we were there for yesterday? Half was ten. It? We had knock on the pub and the open four. Yeah. We got two sets of dominoes set up, and then we had what ten of us playing dominoes, and then Gadge come down with the out, and then there was twelve of us playing dominoes. And... Yeah. It was. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's a really good laugh, and like you said, best. You know, made some friends friends for life on there. Um, you, there's loads of people who. I would never have met if it wasn't for the buzzies because when you're in the stands, it's you don't you got you don't just go and sit and talk to everyone. But when you see people week in week out on the buzz, you get talking to people and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I can't thank him enough for everything he's done with the buzzies. Um, the shit he has to put up with, like with people cancelling and and texting, and I think was it the Manchester City game. And you've got Wembley. We had 16 yeah. coaches 16. go to Wembley. That yeah. was a frigging nightmare. That looked a nightmare from my eyes. So Christ yeah. knows what it looked like for him. Um, and yeah, I can't genuinely can't thank him enough. Um, and yeah, cheers, yeah. mate. Yeah, cheers. Sad day. Sad day. It really is. And you know, Dick. The word legend's used a lot. Dicko is a legend for the club for what he's done over the years, as was Charlie before, and then never met Charlie properly because I didn't go on the coaches then. So, yeah, end of an era. I'm sure a few people will find it hard getting to away games now, but we'll find a way. And Dicko, enjoy spending time with your family. And people will still see him at the Vale. He isn't stopping the Vale. So you'll see him at the home games. I'm sure you'll see him at away games too. But, yeah, thank you again, Dicko. So let's move on to the game, eh? Failed the Cheltenham finish. Do we have to? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mint Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Unfortunately, because you won't be in bed for half nine, so let's get into it. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I suppose we'll about that. Yeah, we get in, Just before we get into it, obviously, um, Tom, was it a psychic on Thursday? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, have, we haven't had his views on the appointment and stuff like that, so... Yeah, oh, fair. I'm glad that's what you were going with. I thought you were going to ask me about the psychic. Well, wait, that, that's that's come, That's next. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, fantastic appointment for me. Um, psychic calls Adam Moore. <laughs> uh, I, I I never thought we'd get Adam Moore 
I thought he was perhaps a little bit out of our league. Um, so thrilled to bits that we have got him. It doesn't right all the wrongs. Um, but it, you know, it was, he was definitely my preference. Uh, I think he fits everything that we want, that the club want in a way of playing. I think he fits from a fan's perspective. I think there's a bit more belief that he'll get a rocky something. He certainly needs to after yesterday. Um, and yeah, I'm quite excited what can happen with him as manager, but First and foremost, it's about the next, what, 12 weeks? Mm. And him, uh, you know, working his magic as a manager and, you know, getting some tactics across that are going to keep us in this division. Because right now we're sinking without Trace. Yep, that's fair. I think I saw we got 14 points out of the last 20 games. I think someone, Neil, might have tweeted me. And we've got less than 20 games to get 19 points now, a minimum of. Doesn't look good. Johnny, what did you want to ask him about the psychic? I just want, want to know what, what he told him. Did he give him any good news? Did you ask any I mean, I, I, but I wasn't really like listening. Yeah, I, I, I went for the beer. Why did it surprise me? Well, I'm a very basic man. Did <laughs> you, you, um, you realise that you could go to a pub and have a beer? You don't have to pay like 30 quid like, all oh, the no, time. It was, only, it was only like seven quid. But his message doesn't let him out in the week unless it's for an occasion. Yeah, exactly. You've got, you, yeah, you can't go having a... Uh, you can't go out on a Thursday night before you go out on a weekend. That's... Uh, you have to come up with an excuse. So um, there was like three three lads who decided that we were going to take our message to a psychic night. <laughs> and whilst they enjoyed that bullshit, I uh, I drank. Because it's not for me all that. I'm very, very sceptical with stuff, stuff like that. Um so yeah, I, I'm probably the worst person to sit next to it and that, like that. Uh, but yeah, no, load of shies, wouldn't go again. <laughs> we, we won't get into that now. And also, we haven't heard your views on the Fletcroft podcasts that come out. Oh, Christ, are, we, are we opening that can of worms now, are we? Well, uh... I was very positive about it at first, and I said that on Thursday. There's just one thing, and I've told you a lot in the group that's nagging in my head now, so I'll let you have your say first. Yeah, uh, I have mixed views. You know, it's... I think I said it on here. Um, It's all well and good coming out and saying we missed out on X, Y and Z, but we ended up with fuck all, uh, which at the end of the day isn't good enough. Um, And if we... I think uh, we've kind of put two and two together with was it the striker that Flickcroft was talking about we think is is it Al Mahadi? Well yeah that that's that's the one that makes sense unless it unless it's someone that's decided to stay at League Two and chances are in the summer. Yeah I heard it as someone that's decided to stay at League Two and chances are in the summer. But I know others heard it as someone that went to the championship. Yeah, so I've got it down as Jake Young at Bradford himself. Well I thought he said that we got blown out of the water financially. I think that was a different one. 
There was that. He said the strikers. He went to the championship, and we got we got outbid quite thingy. If that's he the went, case, that's got to be out. Was it was it was it one point seven million he went for? Yeah, one point seven five, I think. Well, I mean, are we are we pissed? When was the last time we paid one point seven five million? Was it bloody Gareth Ainsworth? Yeah, we're not paying anything like that. Well, exactly. So, uh, so in all this, are we? We we shopping in the wrong place We're shopping in waitrose with Ronaldo budgets. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And and and, and yeah, all, all right. You know, you don't try, you don't get the best players, but you've got to have some sort of level of realistic targets. Do I, do I you can't I'd... not sign anyone, then come out and say, oh, I'm really sorry, and Mbappe turned us down. Mm. The only thing I'd say on that is, if we were given the indication that he was available for cheaper, and we haven't wait, just wasted his time, sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Like, if we were given the indication that they're willing to accept 500k, I'm not saying that we've got that, but if, it, if we were given that indication, then, yeah, I'm fine for us being there. If I'm, I'm, I'm not going in that uh, Ipswich were the only player in for, only team in for him. No, that's well, that's what that's what I'm saying. So I'm fine with going in for him if we were in if if the, we were in with a realistic bid and stuff like that. What I'm not fine with is like what you've just said, and that's oh we didn't get him and we didn't get the lad from Arsenal, so shit happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, Look, I'm trying to that each down there. Doing his fitness test, but we're still in for other players. Another player come in, which changed their offer to Ucci, which meant she didn't go. So they didn't just go, we've got Ucci, let's not talk to anybody else. They were still ongoing with other negotiations in case he failed his medical or in case something else come off. Yeah, and I think um, so there was obviously the player side of it with, with that. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really thrilled to bits with that. It's all well and good saying this is what we're doing, but if if stuff doesn't come off, then it ain't really good enough. We've got to have a plan B. We've got to have a plan C. Um, I, I found it weird that the night of the fans' forum, he said, we've changed the focus. We're looking in Ireland, New Zealand, Australia. And then he reeled off four players we were potentially talking to and not one was from anywhere there. They were from League Two and Premier Premier League Two. So why what what the, what are we doing with the other scouting? You know, is there nothing there, or is it was it just something to to change the focus on the night? Um, I don't know. And then look, I I don't know. I think there was a lot of there's a there seems to be, I and I understand any online abuse is not good enough. No, it's, it's not right. It shouldn't happen. But online abuse is not voicing your opinion on the job that somebody is doing. Certainly not in football. Football is a game of opinions. Without them, it's it'd be shit. Uh, we've you know, and people have people have got every right to to criticise. Um, but like I said, online abuse isn't acceptable personal abuse is not acceptable but questioning uh a level of performance is fine um yeah. and i also <laughs> sorry but working hard isn't really something you're going to get a clap for from me it's kind of what you should be doing 
on about the personal abuse as well, I was going to say that it's a game if a section of fans, a lot of fans at Fleetwood, etc., singing David Flickcroft got out of my club or Andy Crosby got out of my club or booing the players off. To me, that's not personal abuse. That's voicing your opinion. If they start getting personal and saying personal stuff, yes, that's bang out of order. If you're working in football, I'm not saying it's going to be nice for you, but fans are going voice concern when things are going wrong. And I still stand by him, Johnny. I know you've been the biggest supporter of Blitcroft on the podcast, and I still support him. And let's not forget, he's done a hell of a lot of good for the club. He put the side together that got us out of League Two. He puts the side together that kept us in. The pitch is a lot better. Training facilities are better. The academy's in a better state. So this isn't me saying he's done a bad job. And I forgot what the point was now. <laughs> What's I saying? I think it's just you know we're not you're not you're not hating on you're not a hater of Flickcroft. You're no, just saying that there's certain aspects that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, there's certain aspects that you're going to question. Johnny, you're the biggest supporter of him, but if we go down and go down at the end of the season, which I'll be honest, the bookies have now got us fourth favourite, so they've got us in the drop for the first time since the start of the season. Where does the pull back? You could, at the end of it, you've got to call a spade a spade sometimes, haven't you? Mm. And you've got to say that, look, yes, he's done a lot of good work and he needs to be praised for that, but there's a line and you have to draw that line quite quickly in football. You can't keep saying, oh, well, it, it was, it's similar to the ASCII situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't turn around and go, well, oh, John ASCII, before COVID, was a good manager. Oh, he got us to Man City and stuff like that. But the season when we nearly got relegated under him and we lost to Kings Lynn and stuff like that, you can't turn around and say, oh, he, deser- he deserves a bit extra because he's done that. So you've got to, you've got to find that line. Now, it's, for me, it's never been, I'm a big supporter of Dave Flitcroft. It's the fact that I, I've always understood that the director of football role, where a lot of people have hated the role and then hated the man as well. Mm. And I think that's I think that's my my big issue with it is like, and I, I think Bez, you you come round to understanding that like the role's not going away. Yes, it's, and it, I was the first when we had one saying I don't agree with it. Now I realise it's modern football, and any successful club has got a director of football. And and that's and that's the big thing. So like you you've got to find out where that line is, and that line for me is a role in twelve months really. You can't be going, like, yes, granted, promotion season, survival and stuff like that. Great. That's that's something to, to look back on at the end of your career and say, look what I've done well. But you've got to look at it as a role in 12 months. And in that role in 12 months, we've had two unsuccessful windows, one all right window. We signed two of the best players we'll probably ever see at Vale Park on loan, and they've gone in six months. Um, which again is expected when you're signing players of that quality. And one's on the bench in the bloody Premier League. Yeah, exactly. So like, we he's done well. He's done well this season. The pitch, like you say, is is, is under a lot is in a lot better condition. You looked at Cheltenham's yesterday. Our pitch is head and shoulders above that pitch. Yeah, and it's so there's there's a lot of positives now. What I've said for the last few weeks is the problem with Flitcroft is we don't we don't sign we don't sign anyone that's ever okay. Like we don't sign anyone that you look at like a bit like 
I suppose Tom Pett's the last one that we signed. Like, do you know, like the Luke Joyce type player where you look at him and go, he's never going to let you down, but he's never going to win you a game on his own either. We, we, haven't, we haven't seemed to sign anyone like that. The signings we've made have either been good or terrible. And there isn't there isn't that middle ground. There's not one player I think that you can look at this se- this season where you look at and go, meh, he's all right. And I think I think that's that's my big issue because you've you've got you've got to get that balance of a couple of steady players, a couple of good players, and then you're gonna get some shit because that that's football. Like you can sign a lad that scored twenty goals a season for the last two seasons in a team that's been absolutely diabolical, does fuck all for you, you then loan him out to a league below and he's got five goals. And that's Cole Stockton. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the story of Cole Stockton. Like, the, nothing nothing in football is guaranteed, yet we all would have taken Cole Stockton at the start of the season. And you look at it and go, well, he's guaranteed goals. Surely he's guaranteed goals. He scored, he scored goals in a shite Morecambe side. We, we, we touched on that with Jensen Weir, for example. That he got 10 goals and 10 assists in a shite Morecambe side. But we look at the Jensen Weir that we've got, and he'll be lucky he'll, he'll, he'll be lucky playing like Northern Premier League next season, let alone anywhere near the Brighton squad. So we we we've just got to look at stuff. Now I hadn't listened to the interview before the pod, and yeah. I listened to three three bits. First bit PR guff of Oh look at Dave! Look, he, does, he does all this good work. Yada yada yada. Now the, the majority of fans know what goes into being a director of football and stuff like that. So so that kind of thing isn't really needed in my eyes. It was. I honestly, Johnny, don't think a lot of ours do. Well, fair, fair, but you should do. It's it's not. You it's should. Yeah. yeah, it's not difficult to go and find out what what one does. So you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to hammer own the the, the hard working. Then you look at the middle bit where he talks about players. And the, the biggest frustration to me is, where was plan B? Mm. Where was plan B? Like Tom's already mentioned. So that was all. That was my biggest frustration with it. And then the end bit where he was talking the abuse stuff. I, I didn't like it because he sounded re- like it really affected him. Now, Tom, I know you just touched on the fact that you we haven't seen anything sort of thing that we we'd look at and go oh it's not like some places where it's it's, it's been vile some stuff sent to smith and and whatnot was was like was vile but so like we haven't seen any of that but it's either obviously affected him or he's a bloody good actor so we we've got to, we, we've got to accept that opinion that that to him is abuse and I'm with you, Tom. I don't. I, I haven't seen anything that I think construes as abuse. But what about I mean, I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen anything, but I'm not dismissing that he hasn't had any. No, I'm, I'm confident not... he's had abuse. Confident. Oh God, yeah. I've seen a few of our fans online, so I know what they're capable of. Exactly, and he's probably seen <laughs> them as well. All people have showed him. And but to me, things like changing your profile picture to Dave Flickcroft painted as a clown—that's abuse. That's not yeah. banter. That's abuse. Yeah. And not, the people that have done that wouldn't like it if people have got a picture of them and put them up painted as a clown. I'd and most look, of them I'd probably look better. As well. <laughs> yeah, you probably would, to be fair. <laughs> but 
do you know what I mean? That's abuse. Yeah. Some of the stuff has been, I've seen abuse, I'll be honest, I've seen abuse. And that's not on. Singing at the matches, I say, David Flickrock without our club, that's purely frustration and that's people frustrating of where we're left at and they feel the blame lies there. And I think two Januaries in a row, we've come out weaker than we went in. So yeah. you're going lie the blame there as a fan. And I don't care what club you are, all fans are going lie the blame with the director of football when you come out of January weaker than you went into it. Yeah, the, the, the re- for me, the reason why we're in this position at the minute is 50% on Flitcroft, 30% on Crosby and 20% on Carroll. That's how mm. I, I waited. Now, it was a little different a couple of weeks ago, but having looked at it and listened and stuff like that, Flitcroft's now got to take more of the weightings because of what he was talking about in terms of calibre of striker. Yeah, it'd be absolutely great to assign the lad that's on Sturmgratz. Do you know what I mean? But mm. if he's going Austrian... Is it Austrian Premier League? And playing in Europe. And playing in Europe. He, he, was, he ever in our, was he ever in our sort of, like, really on our radar? Like, what what indication were Arsenal giving that a lad that's managed to go there is ever going to be League One instead? Yeah, so by all accounts, try, but make sure you've got the Kyle Udlin as a backup. And I'm not saying Kyle Udlin is the answer, by the way, but at this moment in time, without throwing him under the buzz anyone that's played professional football is above Bailey to Pepper in the pecking order. Yeah, and that's, like you say, that's not Bailey's fault. No, it's not. He shouldn't be anywhere near at his age. Yeah, he's a 17-year-old kid. Like, but the only way, the only reason I'd ever want to see anybody of that age, and that's not Bailey, that's Shorrock as well, do you know what I mean? The only reason I'd ever want to see him is if, if it's middle, of, mid, middle, middle to the end of April, you're safe. And do you know what? Let's 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 see what these kids are about. Let's let's give them a go. Let's actually like see if see see if they're made of anything, sort of thing, to see kind of gather where the level is for next next season for them. Or the Wayne Rooney at seventeen. Yeah, all the way. But we're we're not going to have that player. Like, well, no, probably not. That player is going to have been taken out of our academy long before he's seventeen. Yeah, that player's Joel and Darler or someone like that. Yeah. Exactly, and Dala, the, the the three lads that have gone prem clubs pretty recently, sort of thing, they're going to have been taken out of our club long before they're that age. We 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 have to take the next one, the the light the plant who has snuck through because he wasn't as good as the people of his age group at his age, and he's he's developed later, and that that's these lot now that that that's the Shoricks and stuff like that that you now look at and go, well, fair, he's seems a good player what do we do about it but it's there's a time and a place and a relegation battle isn't the time or the place no but that's all they've been left with and I don't blame Dan and Moore for having him on the bench and I don't blame Crosby he perhaps relied on him a bit too much but that's all we were left with at the end of the day with the squad we've got yeah and, and that's it and that, that's that, that's obviously why 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 he shoulders more of the blame for me, Flitcroft. Crosby 30% because we should have had 10 more points before before Christmas. We should have. Yes, we should. And I said that weeks ago. Yeah. I agree. So that, that 10 more points puts us in a much better position. Obviously, it's not a perfect position, but it's a much better position than we're in, than we're in today. And Crosby's I, probably still in the job if we've got 10 points more. Yeah, possibly. But it's, it, it's that, do you know what I mean? And, and it's like... That, so that's why. And then Carol's got a shoulder 20% of it because she's the owner. And if if the people... 
if the people you've put in place to manage the club aren't doing their job, she she she's got to have a point of where she steps in. And yeah. I I had a look at well, obviously Andy sent the list of of managers that have been appointed since since Stevenage, and to be fair, it's who's who of absolute gash. Yeah. So maybe Flitcroft was actually at a point there in terms of who who would we bring in, but again. It, it's it still has it still hasn't done us any good, has it? And and that's and and that's the big thing. It's like we've got to figure out how we look after ourselves in this position. And there's only there's only really one option, and that's like I mentioned earlier, rush, rushing three lads back who were, were banking on hopefully saving our season, and one of them. As Steve rightly pointed out in the chat when I was talking to him earlier, and as as you'll know full well, Bears hasn't really done anything for us because you'd be counting your money right now if he had in, in plenty. Like yeah. he's he's never shirked; he's, he's always put in the effort. But it's not like he was scoring or assisting before he went off, is it? So no, he's got no goal involvement so far. But again, I blame the system, etc., because he should be playing. And the final yeah. third of the pitch, not all third of the pitch. He's not a wing back. We all know that. I also, no. I also think you get more when you've got better options. Do you know what I mean? We, at the minute, we're not changing anything wing back wise or formation wise because we haven't got the players to play there at the minute. At least, no. at least if you've got an option to have, and I'm not talking, and Planty's young, but he's not, he's not a kid. No. Yeah. Um. So. It's much better to be having people back. Well, you look at the subs yesterday. Ojo and Wilson go off, who, by the way, were both absolutely pathetic, but they went off. And you bring De Pepe and Weir on, and we're even weaker than we were before. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it comes to something that a lad that hasn't been able to get in the squad for weeks was probably third or third best player. And he was on the pitch for ten minutes, and Reese Walters. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I that, thought Walters was one positive when he came on. Yeah, and that, and and that's that shows the sorry state of affairs it is currently. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll obviously we'll touch on it in a bit more detail in a mo. But it's for, for me at the minute, it's it's hard. We we should be bringing in free agents now. We we We've should. Got to. Got like, to. Even if even if it is bringing in. Connor Wickham, who hasn't played in twelve in like seven months, sort of thing. If he's if he's in any shape, we've got we we've got to we we we've got to give ourselves every chance of survival. Yeah, because if we don't survive, the last five years' hard work's gone down the toilet. Yeah, we if we don't survive next year, the fan base is going to dwindle. There's going to be people that aren't bothered anymore. It's going to take a big summer. To, to get anybody back interested in it. And the calibre of play you're looking at horrendously drops. So you're not going to bring in that sort of big signing which people stop and go, shit, we're serious about this. Because unless unless you're Wrexham, that doesn't happen. No, but it's OK because relegation's not his vocabulary. So even if we finish bottom, we stay up. No, he, he mentioned that we're in a relegation battle on the thingy. So people can stop throwing that at him. He mentioned that we're in a relegation battle, so he's not stupid. Yeah, but he and should have mentioned he... that when we were fourth from bottom three weeks ago or whatever we were. And I get, I get that, but like I said, I liked it. I liked the bullshit attitude of we're going to do something. And he had a week left of the transfer window, so I had full belief that it wasn't in his yeah. vocabulary. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, 
I took that as a bloke that had two or three signings in his back pocket that were going to come out the next few days and people were going to stand up and go, fuck, Dave Flickcroft's done it again. Like, we, we've, we've we've signed a couple of good players here, but that didn't. didn't happen. No, it didn't. And as I made the point in the group and I couldn't quite put it well and I probably still can't, if I go into my performance review and go, and my job, as people know, I go visit mortgage brokers, so I'll put it into my job's language. I go into my performance review and go, do you know what? This last quarter, I've tried getting to this firm, this firm, and this firm, and they produce this amount of business, and they will give us this amount of business. However, I haven't got into any of them, and as a result, I haven't bothered to go to any other brokers. I get fucking all over the coals, and that's basically what we've done with strikers. We've gone into the performance review, if you like, at the end of the window. We've gone, do you know what? We've gone for this striker, this striker, this striker, this striker. All of them would have backed us 20 goals each. It's been fucking fantastic. But unfortunately, I didn't get any of them. And as a result, I didn't get any fucking else either. Yeah. It, that's it, basically it, what he's admitted in the podcast. And yeah, that's the it. bit that now is irking me, especially after watching the performance yesterday, where for me, there was only three players on that pitch that come out with any credit with Vale. And last weekend, I did a friendly, and it was only under 11s. I think it under 10s, under 11s, whatever it was. And there was more bollocks on that pitch than there was on in that Bale side yesterday. Yeah, funnily enough, we're moaning about a striker and probably the, the one shining light yesterday was one of the strikers. So It was. And the only frustration is, and we're moaning about lack of strikers incoming, if Haaland played for Vale, he's not scoring because we don't create goal-scoring opportunities. We don't get that far up the pitch. To do it. I, I, said, I said this. Daft after we scored I said, yesterday. But well, what's a set-piece? And the other they put in their own net and it was completely against the run of play. Yeah. I said I said to someone yesterday, I said, How many chances has Ryan Loft actually missed for Vale? Yeah, not many. We haven't had any, has he? <laughs> <laughs> and I get that I get that that's not all on everybody else around him. That is also Ryan's got to get himself into positions to it's receive. On all the team. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, we don't create anywhere near enough. How many chances has James Wilson had since he's come back from injury? And again, he hasn't helped himself of late. But how many chances here? I can remember a long-range effort. The goal game we drew. Uh, yeah, he's had a few bangs from outside the box, and he? That's yeah. about it. I wouldn't he hadn't really had anything inside the box that we, you know, we've put on a plate. He's six yards out, and he's missed. Yeah, but uh, he'd have, he'd have to fucking move though to get that in. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Will Willow, as good as he is, the last two games has been fucking utterly diabolical. Yeah, and as one of you said earlier, if Ryan Loft puts in the performances Willow has the last two or three games, people would be fucking up in arms about it. Yeah, it's just, it's the, the, the whole team has got to take responsibility now for it as well. That's the thing, like. And yeah, we'll, we'll get on it in a minute when we do the ratings. But a couple, couple of them really need to take a long hard look at themselves in the mirror and, and tell us if they fancy it or not. Because if they don't fancy it, then tell t- tell the boss I don't fancy it. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. You, you're done. Do you know what I mean? If you don't fancy a relegation dog fight, sit the next few months out, give your wage back to the club, and fuck off. Yeah, tear your contract up now. Yeah, because that's how some of, that's how some of them come across yesterday. Yeah, and the bit that gets me, we played, obviously we played everyone in the rounders in the relegation battle, they've all fucking beat us. But, Cheltenham yesterday, you saw George Lloyd fighting, pushing Casper into the boards. We saw that Fleetwood there, lad, pushing Chizzy in the boards. We hadn't got an answer fucking fight, Dennis. No, and again, yesterday, it was, the, it was the one person that went over to go and help his mate out, Ryan yeah, Loft. There was, 
Yeah, it was. I knew there was one, but I couldn't remember who. Yeah, Loft. Yeah, right, Ryan Loft went over, and I can't. I think it was Low pushed him away because yeah. he, he was on a booking, and it was basically a "it's not worth it" sort of thing. But it is worth it. Like, obviously, it's not worth him getting sent off, but it's worth going and protecting your mate, going look yeah. after. Him. Because it's just it's it's pointless, absolutely pointless. The one th- the one thing like. Every football we've spoken to on this podcast has always has always said successful teams. It's about the dressing room, and I honestly can't think of any of them players at the minute that I would say I'd go. I'd want to go into battle with. I really it's can't because right, there's a nice atmosphere in the dressing room. They have a kiss and a cuddle. Yeah, well, they can have a kiss and cuddle. Right, right. right now they should be scrapping with each other. Yeah. I want someone come out and go, do you know what? Fucking Funzo Ojo had X, whoever you want, up against the wall by his fucking neck. Telling him, although Funzo couldn't yesterday because of his performance. So Casper had someone up against the wall, or Ripley had someone up against the wall by the neck, fucking bollocking him and telling him, if you play that out again, don't fucking turn up. He's going to have to have strong arms because he's going to be holding about seven people up. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, finish as you've already gathered, if you didn't know, Vale lost to Cheltenham. Finished Cheltenham 3, Vale 2. Vale took the lead 25 through Nathan Smith, header from a corner. Then Matty Taylor scored a free kick, 45 plus 2, which was never a fucking free kick, by the way. Uh, Jack Shepherd, uh, no, Curtis Davis' own goal made it 2-1 Vale. But then just four minutes later, Jack Shepherd made it 2-all. And just four minutes after that, Will Ferry won it for him. 3-2 Cheltenham. Cheltenham climb above Vale on the table. Vale go down to third bottom. Remembering the bottom four go down in this league. Possession, 52% Cheltenham, 48 Vale. Total shot, and this is the damning one for me, 16 for Cheltenham, 6 for Vale. On target, 7 Cheltenham, 4 for Vale. Um, clear-cut chances, this says 0-0. Nil, nil. I know another one I saw said 1 to Cheltenham, 0 to Vale. Corners, 7 for Cheltenham, 2 for Vale. So, yeah, pretty diabolical, really. Um, and that's how it was. Johnny, when the team come out, Darren Moore's first 11, before the game, you messaged me, interesting 11 to leave Deborah out if he's fully fit. Interesting to see a low plane over a big game for Loft. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to add to it. I think uh, yeah. it, 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 was, it was interesting to see. Um <laughs> And yeah, we, we I think we got to see all we needed to do about half of the half of that eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Cheltenham away brought to you by Andy's taxes. That's Andy PVFC's taxes. Get yourselves over to Facebook, Twitter, find him, and he'll take you to the airport for a small fee. Johnny, the first marks for Darren Moore. His coaching staff who did it on a non-contract basis yesterday, while the contracts are being sorted out, sorted out in their first game in charge. It's an odd one, mate, really, because it is. He's only had two days with the players. Yeah. On paper, it's 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 a defeat. There's there was a few positives, but few and far between. So yeah, it's it's probably a five overall. He he reacted. He changed shape. He he looked like he wanted to give it a go. That last five minutes, we. We, we put it in to, to show that we weren't going out with a, a huge whimper. But, yeah, it just... Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't the best of starts. In a game where 
he, he couldn't have probably wished for a, a better game really to start on. But yeah. maybe it's also one of the worst games to start on another team scrapping for the life. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Tom, anything to add? Uh, no, not really. Tom, you can't really. The bloke's had like a day and a half, and you can't. He's probably asked for. Well, I, I don't. I, I've been. I think Flickcroft alluded to how Dingy uh, is in preparation, isn't he? So I don't know whether he's picked that team based on what he's seen off previous videos of games or or whatnot, um, or what he's seen in training. Just, I mean, what was it, a day and a half? Yeah. You know, you know, there isn't enough time there for him to get anything across. Really? Um, and it's probably the worst time for the manager to come in because you, you're only ever going to have a day, two days maximum in between every game before your next one. Yeah, until March. Yeah, so it's um, it's tough for him there because you can't you can't do anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to judge him on yesterday really. Yeah, uh, so I think five is pretty. Yeah. The only thing I would say, and again, he probably hasn't had time to assess the squad, but I've alluded to it earlier. I thought the two subs, uh, Ojo and Wilson, off, although they were very pathetic on the day for Weir and De Pepper, was really weakened us at a time where we could have probably done with a senior player on a midfield. Because Tom Pett, this isn't me calling for him back, by the way, because Funzo Ojo on his day against Tom Pett on his day. I'm still having Funzo Ojo, but yesterday Tom Pett ran the show. Um, we needed some more experience in the midfield, but all we added was someone else that was as weak as piss as Chislett. So that didn't help. And then you bring on, Wilson was diabolical, but you always get the feeling with Wilson he could create something. Whereas De Pepe, at this age, he's two years away. I've got no hope that he's going to create anything for us or even do anything for us. In fact, he's got to the point I kind of celebrate when he controls the ball for his time now. But... We'll move on from that. Um, Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Um, get yourselves over there, get your glasses fixed. If you don't have any glasses, buy some, break them, and then go to repair-glasses.co.uk and send them your business. Um, Ref Watch, absolutely fucking diabolical. Absolutely atrocious. Um, not the worst ref we've had this season, but not far off. It's, I give him three out of ten. Missed the George Lloyd handball where Ripley, he was charging Ripley down and handballed it. And everybody stopped, including George Lloyd. And then let play continue. That could have cost us a goal. Never a free kick leading up to their first goal. The ball's whacked at Casper from one yard away. Nate from Australia sent me the video and there's no way the ref can see it. He's guessed at it. But even if he takes Casper's arm, his arms aren't out. They're in his body. He hasn't made himself bigger, so it's never an handball. So that was diabolical. The in, fact that, that, in that sense, though, the the George Lloyd one is an handball if the Casper one is, isn't it? Like, because I don't think I don't think the Lloyd one was really an handball. Well, I just, I'll tell you the difference in law. If you score, so if George Lloyd had scored, you can't score a goal from the ball hitting your hand, whether it's deliberate or not. And that yeah. includes in the build-up. Now, if George Lloyd hits his hand and the ref goes, it's not deliberate, but it's hits his hand and he scores that handball. Yeah. If George Lloyd hits his hand, the ref says it's not deliberate. He squares it to a teammate and they score. That's not handball. Yeah. 
and it's a weird bloody law because That's basically, a rule, that is. tell me about it. But basically, the goal scorer can't handle it in the build up to his goal. And by the build up, it's if he handles it and then scores direct from it. So if he passes it to someone else, they pass it back. It's not handball then. Yeah, which is why which is why I don't think it was handball in in, in that terms because Ripley has weathered it at him from a yard away, a bit like what's happened to Lapata, and that's yeah. and I think that that's they're either it's it goes back to goes back to the other week the Portsmouth game where Chizzy gets tackled, and it's a, a, a fair tackle, but the Smith one in that game was a fair tackle, but was given as a free kick. They're either yeah. both they're either both or neither. And that's that. That's my biggest pet peeve is that we seem to get really inconsistencies that that lie in the referee positions because either they're both handballs or neither. Yeah, but as I say, the laws of the game actually the loads an handball and the Casper one isn't. Mm. That's the laws of the game. Yeah, you can't you can't benefit from an handball by scoring direct from it, i.e., controlling it and then putting it to. So, again, not saying I agree with the laws of the game, but they mess with them that much. That's how it is at the moment. Could change again at the end of the season. So, there was that. Obviously, the fact he gave a corner when he's gone out for a throw and they score from it. Yes, we've got to defend the corner. That's on us. However, we shouldn't have to defend the corner when the ball hasn't gone behind for the corner. So, there was that. And there was all the stuff I can't remember them all now. The, but two, just, the, two, that, the two that baffled me was Loft. Loft. Where, where on the on the touchline, Loft shielded it out. The line is give a throw in, and the refs give a free kick against him twice. Yes, yes, and that, because that that's your line's decision to give. Yeah, like it's right in front of the linesman as well. It wasn't it wasn't opposite side. It was literally three yards from the linesman. So why would the linesman be giving a throw in? Yeah, because I tell you, who give them free kicks? Fourth official. Yeah, and the reason I know it is because the ref, when the Vale players were moaning, pointed at his ear. Yeah. And he's saying, they've told me it's a free kick. And as you say, if the line is telling him it's a free kick, he's not flagging for a throw-in at that point. Exactly. He either doesn't flag at all, because yeah. that seems to be what they do now, or he flags to symbol a free kick, doesn't he? So yeah. that, I, I don't mind the fourth official being involved if it's clear if it's clear and obvious, or it's 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 the other side of the pitch where the liner isn't. But exactly. when in front of the liner, that's, it's absolutely pathetic, that is. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So, yeah, I just thought the ref was diabolical. Three out of ten. Let's move on. Let's go through the players. Let's get Tom Bed. Starting off, Johnny, in goal, number one, and one of three players for me that started to come out with some credit, Connor Ripley. Yeah, seven for Rippers. That save in the first half, just, just literally about 90 seconds before we score, was yes. a phenomenal save. And then he made another one later in the first half, which I think Lowe ended up clearing off the line because yeah. he poured it out and, and Lowe had just made himself really big. He made some good good saves. The one from George Lloyd was a good save where where he, obviously where he's kicked his at, at him. But he actually makes himself massive there and doesn't commit too early because that's the worry there that the keeper commits too early. Lloyd skips around him. So, yeah, seven, seven for me and my man of the match. Yeah. Tom? Can't disagree with that. Um, you know, yet, yet again, making point-blank saves and whatnot. So, uh, he must be horrible to have a one-on-one against because he's frigging massive, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, well, so you look in his eyes and I just melt, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
never, never seen anybody go through on goal and want to shag him before. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it seems to be a bit of a constant, doesn't it, at the minute? He's, uh, he, he was also probably my man of the match. And something that Darren Moore seriously needs to consider is potentially making him captain for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. See, I, dis- I disagree with the captain side of it. And it's only because I, I I hate goalkeepers as captains. You can't be getting in the ref's ear all the time. Like, if something goes wrong, I don't want Conor Ripley running 20, 30 yards out of his area, have a, have a moan and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm sure there must be, there must be. If a goalkeeper is the captain, then I would imagine that the referee will allow the vice captain to speak because he's not going to want to run to the goalkeeper every time he's got to speak to someone either. Yeah, that was fair. But then, then who's your vice captain? Van Garrity. He'd be my captain. I said this. Well, yeah, it's one of the two. It's, either way yeah. around with that, I aren't bothered. Yeah. Certainly um, it's taking off Smith. It's way too heavy on him. Yeah, agree. Agree. And I don't think I've ever seen him have a good game while he's got that armband on. He, he, had, he, had, a, he had a run earlier in the season because I actually yeah. I, I did, did say I might have been wrong about it because I was worried early doors. But yeah. It's it's certainly in the percentages of more bad than good. Yeah, if he's good in the dressing room on a Monday to Friday, make him club captain or summer, but he shouldn't be captain on a Saturday anymore. Well, bring Jimmy Carr, bring Jimmy Carr in Monday to Friday if he wants one that's good in the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want a leader. Yeah, although he won't pay any taxes after his wages. That's fine. That's fine by me because we we don't we won't, we haven't got any money to pay him with anyway. Well. We have because all of the big strikers who were in for in January we must have money. Well, we'll see. Right, move on. Tom, starting on the right of the three, one of the other three that can come out of this game with credit for me, and he was a contender for Man of Match because there was only three players that actually played well, Caspi. Yeah, another, another decent game. I was very happy to see him uh, on the team sheet. Obviously, seven days ago, he was on crutches, so um, pleased with that. Another good game from him. Uh, he looks, we've, we've mentioned it before, he's a talker. He's he's an, an organiser, but there's only so much organising you can do if people aren't going to bloody listen. Um, he made a fantastic clearance in the six-yard box. Yeah. Uh, I think it was at 1-0. Yeah, I think it was. Um and he was, you know, brilliant with that. Um, and yeah, you know, he's probably comfortably at the minute after two games, our best defender at the minute. Yeah, it is one of the only ones that is actually up for the fight. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, Casper gets a six. It was, it was decent. Like, part of, part of defence that conceded three goals, but I think... One of them come down his side, which is the one where Massey decides that he's going to get sold about 54 times. Um, so, yeah, I think mean, you've, got, you've got to look at that. But overall, seems like good defender, wins his headers, wins his battle. Isn't, isn't a wide centre-back at all. So we're, we're in the process still of shoe-warning people. It should be your middle one. He's your head on your stick. And then we go from there. But... Obviously, summer's going on with Jesse. Because, um, let's be fair, we, he didn't look fit against Stephen. He's did he, Deborah? So, no, he didn't. Well, in all fairness. 
I loved that, but he didn't now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Casper six. I'm with you both. He looks up for the fight, and people said, "Why does he look so miserable on his uh, photos when he signed for us?" He probably realised what he was coming into. He just wanted to play football. But yeah, never mind. Moving on, you got the joys of starting, Johnny. He did get a goal, so we'll give him that. The man in the middle, Nathan Smith. Yeah, he gets a three. I'm bored of it now. I'm bored. Because it's the same Nathan Smith performance. It's you can see the goal, he's clapping his hands, he's he's going, he's going, Come on, boys, it's okay. You made a mistake, it's fine. That free kick that we give that we conceded, Dan Jones was absolutely bollocking someone after that free kick went in. I don't I don't know who it was, but I assume that they spoke about the roll the roll off. And to go and track your man. Jonesy was absolutely bollocking someone. And they weren't paying any attention to him. It was as, as if like, oh no, you don't, you don't shout at me. And then Smith is just there clapping. And it's just like, just like you said, grab someone by the scruff of the neck and shout at them. It doesn't have to be every single mistake. But when it's a mistake that bad, go and give what for. Go and get on the ref's ear. Go, go and do something. But the, the thing that Nathan Smith's good at is heading the ball. And he got out jumped 10, 12 times by George fucking Lloyd and Matty Taylor in that game. He was bullied. Yeah. So, yeah, if he hadn't scored, it, it probably would have zero. He was probably been saved by the fact that he scored because it's it was a disgraceful performance. Yeah. Tom? It's not the kind of performance you want when your new manager, who used to be a centre halfs in charge, is it? Um, not, not a good day for Nathan. Everything that Nathan is good for, defensively, he didn't do yesterday. And the- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whether you've been super veil away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the veil play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where'd you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Problem when he doesn't do that is he hasn't got anything else that drags him out of it. Like Johnny said, his goal has got him out of a very, very low mark yesterday. Um, uh, not happy with Smith yesterday at all. No, and I think it epitomised his performance when last few minutes were pushing for an equaliser and he tries to play a simple five-yard ball out wide and it goes out for a throw. Well, that's something else that really pissed me off. Why is he letting Gav Massey take the throw-ins down there? Hmm. Like, right at the end? Why, why, why is he letting Gav Massey take him? Surely you swap that round... And Nathan Smith throws the ball to Gav Massey, who I'm not saying is a world beater or anything, but as a winger in that position, 
surely is more creative than Nathan fucking Smith. Like, it's, it's things like that. And that's what, that's what I said at the start about as being about football intelligence not being on the high point. Because I can see that. I can see that Nathan Smith should be taking that throw in. And, and instead, he just stood there. It's just, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Yeah, I'm with you. Playing devil's advocate, I think someone would probably say to you that that's because Gavin Massey had moved to left-back and we've gone to two centre-halves. But, as you rightly say, Nathan Smith's in that vicinity anyway. Yeah, but we're, but we're five minutes from the end and we're 3-2 down, mate. What, 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 what matter does it make if we lose 4-2? No, I agree. agree. Like, well, at this point, I agree. Come the end of the season, if it goes to goal difference, who knows? But, at this point, points are far more important than goal difference. You, you, we, we've got we've got to try and get points, and that's the big thing. And like another thing is that like Smith doesn't get any of the, any any of the moaning that everyone else gets. Yakoviti, Dan Jones, low put in that performance. People are fucking raging, and it just winds me up. It winds me up. Yeah, don't disagree. And moving on, talking about Dan Jones, Tom, you have the first stab at Dan Jones. Uh, there were certain things he did well, uh, but I don't think he was the worst. But I don't think he was very good, though, either. Um, he's, I think he did more coming off the bench last week than he did all game yesterday. Um, there was a couple of times in the first half he won his headers. Um, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, well, he's been out of the side for most of the season. So I, you know, it's going to take him a while to get up to speed. Um, we just we need improvements everywhere, don't we? And Jonesy is not exempt from that yesterday. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm interested to see what Johnny says because I don't think he was much better than Smith yesterday. I thought he was diabolical. But Johnny, I think you know what that you know what Dan Jones you're getting from the first pass, and his first pass was a five yard pass to their player. So you kind of you kind of know that it's not going to be Jones's day with the ball when that happens. I think Tom said he, he won a couple of headers in the first half. There was that stupid foul he gave away where the, the ball's rolling out of play and he goes and puts a knee in the, the the striker's back and gives a foul away and puts us under pressure when we'd already been hammered with set pieces and stuff like that. There's, there was times where he was dropping in at left back, getting the ball, looking up the line and not, not having anything on, so having turned backwards rather than... Rather than Traveling with it, and then there's the clip down the line to no one, which led to their third goal. Which it's frustrating. It's it's a bad performance. I don't think it's Smith level bad, just because Smith's got the captaincy and should should be leading by example. And if he is leading by that example and people are following, you can't. You, do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just bonkers. But it was a four for me. It was bad performance. It's one where it looked rusty. It looked like he was. A bit hesitant at times, but it's it's probably going to be needs must. But then with him getting injured again, 
who fucking knows? Yeah, yeah. And for me, Johnny, he was another one that was dog shit. You pointed out the one where he put his knee into the striker's back and gave away a needless free kick. There's one where he jumped for an header and put his arm in the back of the striker's head and gave away a needless free kick. There was another one where Matty Taylor's on the touchline with his back to play, going nowhere, and he shoves him in the back and gives away a needless free kick. And that was all inside the first half. He gave away three free kicks in the first half, all in crossing positions that put us under pressure. And if he's doing that because the lad's going through on goal and it's the better of two evils, I've got no issue with it. Every time it was needless and every time their lad is facing back to his own defence and all he's going to do is knock it back and he's gave him free kicks opportunities, put him in the box. That was pathetic. As you say, his passing was fucking atrocious. The one he clipped down the line to their goalie and he did that two or three times. Atrocious. I'm a Dan Smith, a Dan Smith, a Dan Jones fan, by the way. I love Dan Jones. But I thought yesterday he looked like a player that had been out injured all season. And that's exactly what he has been. How he's getting on the pitch. But again, I was going to say I was getting on over Jesse Deborah's beyond me, but Jesse Deborah was just as bad last game. So I don't know what the answer is. But Adam Moore needs to find it before Tuesday because Tuesday's now become must win for me. But we'll get on to that after. Tom, right wing back, Gavin Massey. Uh, hmm. That kind of performance from Gavin Massey is a disgrace, but it's also probably the eighth or ninth time I've said this. So, that ain't on. That is, you know, I don't understand how he can get away with with that level of performance. He should be fined wages for that level of performance. I've just seen, I think they've put some camera footage on, haven't they, from behind the goal? Oh, I know, uh, for that for that last goal, I thought he slipped. He hadn't I slipped. Did. He's just fallen to the floor. It's 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 horrendous. And for me, if he never played for us again, I'm not asked. Release him now, for all I care. I just I don't want him anywhere near the squad. And I tell you what, put performances in like and he won't be because I don't think Dan Moore will put up with that. I think you could put Mitch Clark on with crutches and run to that, but let's see. Johnny, any dog shits going around for Gavin Massey? Yeah, there's got to be, mate. His ankles turned jolly when Will Ferry got into the box. Like, the, I think the second goal as well, he, he was poor on us. I don't, I'm sure he didn't get out to close Shepherd down and stuff like that. Um, I just... I, he just offered nothing going forward at all either. Like, is it? And he just—it's it, frustrating. Like when when Massey has the game he has against Stevenage, where you think, "Fucking hell, he's da- he could be dangerous here for us. He could he could actually help us in this situation." To then follow that up with that game, he's just a bit like, "I get that you're playing for Port Vale because you're inconsistent. I understand that, but there's inconsistent, and then there's then there's that. It's just." properly extremes of Gav Massey in two games and just I don't, I don't and people will say Tom Sang wasn't that good the other week but Tom Sang's never been that bad for me and yeah. Tom, and Tom you've said it like this this isn't the first time we're saying that that Massey's been like this so who knows but yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see where where Mitch fits in where 
if Sang's fitting in and stuff like that. But something something across our back five has got to change. Yeah, something across so, the old eleven's got to change. But well, well, yeah, but. I, I think I think the majority of the rest of it isn't isn't a million miles away once Ben's fit. But yeah, we've got attitude needs to change. Our attitude stinks at the minute. Yeah, we, we and, and attitude and tactics. That's what we need. But let's not forget this is a game where they're all trying to impress the new boss. <sighs> Fucking hell! If that's trying to impress them, we are banging trouble. Hmm. Yeah, go on, Johnny. Give him a mark. Yeah, it's it's, it's a two. It, it just it was a real it's just poor poor performance. Yeah, and if that's a two, let's see what you've got to say about the opposite flank with Conor Grant. <laughs> well, I suppose the positives are his dad didn't shout at me this week because mm. he was just he was sat the row in front of us this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you not see him on on your on your row? No. Um, yeah, he was on. He was on your road. Good. Goodwin was um, going off on one about him, and he just turned around and scowled. And I just started laughing, and it was just like, "Go on, say it." Because like, if you if he can if he can honestly turn around after that game and tell tell, tell his lad he's had a good game, then he's fucking deluded. Because that again, Stevenage performance. Grant wasn't that bad. He was doing the basics. But he was just slow again, and I can't actually remember anything he did other than put the put the corner in. And don't get me wrong, it was a bloody good corner. And you've got to ask yourself, where's that been all, all season? Like, why aren't why aren't you been taking corners like that all season? Like, but apart from that, he's just it's just useless. And I get I get that Plymouth would have seen something and played and played him in a different sort of role, but. For me, get, getting further forward, if if we're having to play him because he's been a midfielder all his life, like getting further forward and getting him involved in it, get him on the ball. Because actually, when he's on the ball, he looks a decent player. Like them, them little give, them them little passes around the corner and stuff. He looks like he's a decent player. He is a decent footballer, but he's not a decent wing back. And it's just. It's costing us now because neither wing back is offering anything from us that that you can even say. Well, actually, Grant's role is to sit a bit further back and basically make four as the right wing back attacks, sort of thing. We don't even get that side of it, so it it was a two because of the assist. But yeah, it's I'm just bored of our wing backs being really bad. Yeah, it's fair. Tom, copy and paste, Gav Massey. Granty, there's certain things that Granty does that I'm a fan of. You know, he's he's relatively calm on the ball, but we just, I haven't seen anything from him that excites me at all. Um, So, yeah, he's, I can't believe I'm saying 30 games in, he needs to. You know, needs to improve, but he does. He, he, last sixteen games, we need a huge step up from him. Otherwise, he's going to find himself on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Fair. Going into the centre of midfield, Tom, you can start with Jason Lamb. I don't like him in the midfield. 
Um, it's just it's, yeah, slow. It there's there's no urgency from us, and I understand we're playing a certain type of fo- football to keep the ball, but he's one that's it, it really annoys me how long it takes him and Smith. I think sometimes to pass the ball. Um, but for me, he's not a midfielder. He shouldn't be in there. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's really all I've got to say on low. Um, just, yeah, not really at the races for me. Yeah. Johnny? So the, the only really thing I can say is he's better than Ojo. And mm-hmm. that's... That, that usually would be a, that's a compliment, is it? Or... Well, that's what I mean. Usually it'd be a real positive, wouldn't it? If, if you're turning around and saying a midfielder's better than Funzo, but it, yeah, it's it just, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a good performance in midfield. Like, like we've alluded to, Tom Pett, we made, we made Luke far too good. Like, and, and what, what, what are you supposed to do? Like, he's a right back by trade. He's Luke decent. It's centre off, but it's just it's just it's slow. It, it's slow. It's it's weak. It, if he's sat in front of the back three, and his job is to shield whilst one of the back three go 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 roaming sort of thing, then then you're all right with that. You you can you can see that job, but neither him nor Funzo are a playmaker, and yet we're expecting them to be because yeah because. It's just, it's just so poor. But yeah, so yeah, it was, it was a four for low. I thought he was, yeah, there. But I don't, I don't, I don't attribute all the blame to him. But as a thirty-three-year-old footballer, he should, he should be able to help and, and look after the ball a lot more than we did. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And moving on, Johnny, you've alluded to it. Uh, next to him was Funzo. And my question for you here, and I'm sure the answer is a really bad day at the office. Was it a really bad day at the office? Or well, we heard in his interview after the last game that he was really upset that Crosby and the team had gone because he was really close to him as he spat his dummy. He looked like a sulky little teenager. He, mm-hmm. It was the exact same performance without Ed Butty, Mitch Clark that he put in at Accrington away. It was a proper sulky little stroppy little shit performance. And that's how it felt to me. He was moping around the pitch. He was standing behind players. He didn't want the ball. I can't remember anything he did. And it just, it was such a bad performance. And it's another one that, yeah, he's allowed a bad performance. He hasn't had many at all in a veil shirt, um, especially in this, this run. But, You've he, he's 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 vice captain, so you can't be put you can't you can't be putting you can't bring them in. It's just it's just not on, and ho- hopefully it was just a bad day at the office for him. But his body language screamed mopey, stroppy little shit, and you could see it all around, and it really ticks me off. And it's a one for Funzo. It was it it was. Fucking horrible. It was horrible to watch. Yeah, Tom. Couldn't have said it better myself. Disgrace again yesterday. Um, like Johnny said, he looked like a he looked like a, a teenager who, you know, spat his dummy out. And um, 
and quite frankly, you can't you can't be having that from your vice captain in a relegation scrap. I'm sorry, but that is not on at all. And and again, I hope there's some serious conversations that go on this week. Um, because that 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 just isn't on. It's not on for 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 people to toss it off like that and think they can get away with it. Um. So yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, it'd be quite interesting to see what Darren Moore takes from it with his selection on when on Tuesday. Sorry. No, it will. It will. And like I say, I really hope it was just a bad day at the office, but I echo what you two said. It looked like a bloke that had spat his dummy out and gone, I'm not happy. And I'm going to show you how unhappy I am with this performance. But if it was just a bad day at the office, which hopefully it was, he has allowed one. He hasn't had many compared to the others, but that's got to be the one. He's got to come back on Tuesday and play like we know Funzo Ojo can play because... He's going to be vital if we to stay up, but that was pathetic yesterday, and I don't disagree with you, Bon Johnny. Um, moving on, Tom, interested on this because some people on the coach thought he'd had a good game. I didn't. Jesse? No, shite yesterday for me. Um, spent more time on the floor than he did on his feet. Um, I'm getting, I like Chesie, um, and the, the one thing he did do right yesterday was fire that ball. Well, Fired that shot across the goalkeeper. Um, was the shot wanted? Yeah, yeah. Goalkeeper saved it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Very good shot, to be fair. Yeah. So that's the one thing he did do. I am getting a little bit sick of this going down so easily. Yeah. I'm um, I, I thought think, he turned vegan and was having a chomp on the grass, I'll be honest. Yeah. There's a fine line for me between, you know, being clever enough to go down when you know you're going to get a free kick than going down in every tackle you ever come into. And um, rolling round, holding rolling round, round the and then next and minute he's up, up and he's jogging yeah. off. Yeah, and it, yeah, I fucking hate it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, because of his um, involvement, should I say, in the second goal, he probably gets a little bit of credit. Um, but, of he didn't really. He wasn't really a Chessy performance for me yesterday. I wanted more from him. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd you know I'd probably be looking around today. I think for Chess. Yeah, Johnny. This this is the one thing I think Darren Moore tactically got wrong, and I think he played Chislett as a centre midfielder. I didn't feel like he played behind the front two. I felt like they played him more as a central midfielder and in a, in a, in a more of a a three sort of thing, and that's just not Chelsea's game. Do you know what I mean? Like his his game is like like you saw him getting forward, him involved in the attacks and stuff like that, and we see the best of him in that final third. Mm. Um, he is he is hard working most of the time. He does get himself backwards as well when he's in that bit, but in midfield, I just. I didn't, I didn't like him at all in there, and like you say, the, there was, I think it was the second half where he goes down holding his ankles clipped. As soon as he is the free kick, he he jumps up on his feet, and he's that that to me. And Bez, you're the referee here, so correct me if I'm wrong, but that that to me is making me think that the next time he goes down, it's probably not a free kick. Hundred percent. And and ref, as a ref, I'm telling him that I'm saying you're not getting the next one now. Yeah. 
And that's and I think that's that's the big issue. And is I get I get that he's kicked quite a bit, and I appreciate that he is he, he is a very very quick player in terms of his feet and stuff like that. He is talented, but we we've got to help him, and he's got to help us. And yesterday, for 50, 50 or sixty minutes, he didn't he didn't do anything, and then. When he went out on the right wing, he did even less, which I didn't think was possible. So yeah, I think you're fair with the three. Um, the shot was really, really good. He, he showed a real burst of pace. Got in, sensible to shoot across the keeper. He's done everything you asked for there, and obviously the the own goal is the own goal, isn't it? So yeah, three is more than fair. Yeah, with you. And I've gone wrong somewhere because this should be Tom now, but I've gone wrong. Don't mind, we'll carry on. Hey, Johnny. First one of the front two, and the other one that come out to the game with credit and was up there for man of the match, Ryan Loft. Yeah, six for Loft. Like, he battled, he ran, he won his headers. He had one shot from 45 yards that's probably still going now, but the service isn't there. When he wins his headers, there's no one in 10 yards of him to to, to get near him and, and actually help. It's just... That first half epitomised it. He put in that good tackle. He then gets back up and then has to go and win the second one. And then when he's got it, it's like, well, where does it go? And it's just... We just don't seem that bothered and helping him. And it's... It's just really, really, really bad to watch. At the minute, it's like... I feel really sorry for him because he gets the brunt of it as well. Like... It's it's all oh he's shit. Well, yeah, yeah, he's not he's not gonna get you twenty goals a season, but he's doing for me. I I I would not label. Uh, I wouldn't label it as a man that doesn't care. Whereas there was let's say five other players on that pitch, you could easily label yesterday that they did not give a shit about Port Vale. Whereas I don't think Loft Loft's like that. I just don't think he's good. He's, he's good enough, but. Uh, if you're not good enough, at least put the effort in, and he's do he's he's doing that. So, yeah, it's it's there's, there's not much else to say because from from attacking point of view, he's 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 not getting he's not getting any service. He's not getting in and amongst it where you'd you'd, you'd expect him to be. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you're waiting on helping him. No, no, yeah, you give him a six and you. And I tell you what was pathetic. And I'll call it out to you. And if you're one of them that did it, give your fucking head to wobble. And the shooting practice and the warm-up, when he scored, there was ironic cheers. If you've done that before the lads kicked off, that's going to give him a load of confidence. His own fans ironic cheering because he scored on the shooting practice. Absolutely fucking pathetic from Vale fans, that was. And if you're one of them, just fuck off and don't bother come back because that's not supporting your team. Diabolical. Tom? Pont's expected now. Um, <laughs> how how did you follow that, Tom? Well, yeah. Um, I think you know, like like without just going over everything Johnny's just said. Uh, case in point with the strikers for me yesterday is we've got one striker who isn't good enough, but worked his bag off to try and make a difference in the game, and then we've got another striker who is by far good enough, but didn't look asked at all yesterday. Um, so. The, the minimum I, I, I ever ask is, you know, some sort of like effort and whatnot. 
he can't help that he isn't good enough. Um, but he, he he did things in the game that should have um, should have helped us. Um, you know, his flick ons, he won his headers. But again, we're not in the right position. We're not following it up as such. Um, so yeah, six for lofty for me. Yeah, with you both on that. And last but not least, Tom, soon and very rapidly becoming Biddle's second favourite son, not first, James Wilson. Uh, this game and the Stevenage game, not very pleased with him at all because he doesn't look like he wants to be there at all. Um, he doesn't look like the same player who came back into the side five, six weeks ago. Um, and like I've just touched on, it looks to me like it's effort. Um, and we just, you know, we, we can't afford it from him. We, we need him to step up. He's a senior player. Uh, we need more from him. Uh, and I just, I'm, I, do you know what? I'm more, not so angry with Willow. I'm disappointed with him. That's worse. I know, isn't it? That's, uh, I, I, he's probably not asked what my opinion of him is, but... Um, yeah, just I wanted more from him uh, than we got yesterday. Um, but also, I appreciate that we don't actually get the ball to our forwards very often, do we? So, no, no. And the only defence, well, he said into defence because there is no defence for that performance, you say, because as you say, he didn't look lost. But he hasn't looked the same place since Uchi's got injured. Whether that's because he's lost a different type of striker and Uchi will hold the ball up, take the knocks, feed it in, and then allow Willow to gather the ball at his feet. Maybe he's missing that, but Johnny, that doesn't excuse the lack of effort. I'm sure Loftwood, if you passed passed to him in them sort of areas, we True. we we play completely different to Ooch than we do to Loft, and it it makes it it makes it baffles me, it, it it baffles me. But on Will on Willow, yeah, it's just it's it's not good enough. We we know he's better than that, and I think that's and that's the big thing, Tom. You touched on it. It's disappointment. It it's it is the huge thing about it all. If just we, we we need him we need him at the minute to perform we we need him to take take games by the scruff of the neck in terms of when he's got the ball look after it and and do something with it like get Chizzy involved get get massey get grant involved and stuff with when you when you're touching the ball but instead he's just it's a body language thing again it's just shoulders and I just, I don't know how you solve it because is it a similar, is it a sim, is it similar to the Malbenning thing from last season that there's no, that there's no competition. So, what's so, it so yeah, what's the point in you're not going to get drops? So yeah, and I, I mean, I, you think you think you'd have any footballer, you think they'd have a little bit more pride in the performance than to ever actually go out onto a football pitch with that in mind, but. But it's how it looks, though, isn't it? Yeah, it raises the, the questions, doesn't it? I, I 100% agree. I think, like, I don't think I... I, I don't think you'd... you'd we don't, that isn't us we, saying that's what we... Yeah. That's and it, 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 it. You've heard on Under the Caution stuff like that, players have found it in, and that's what makes you think of it even more, that you look at it and go, actually, it stinks of Accrington away last year, where a couple of them did phone it in and, and, threw, and threw the towel in. Some of them not through fault of their own sort of thing, and Jack Stevens where he throws it in his own net. I don't think he's done that on purpose, but 
Ojo's performance that day was shocking. You look at Smithy's performance on that day. It's just there's so many similarities of that day. And then we're talking the same sort of shit 12 months later. And it's just, it's it's not on. It is it's not on. And Flickcroft has got to take this on the chin. He's got to take this this criticism of, of the team he's put together on the chin. Because he can't be looking at that and going and thinking, oh, that's an all right performance. Darren Moore's come out and said that he was pleased with some things. He's got to say that so early on. You can't go full Troy Deeney on him, can you? Like, well, no, you'll last six weeks, would you? Yeah. Well, that's it. But he must be sat, sat there thinking, fuck me, some of these better start giving me some soon or else, like, this this five and a half years is going to be a long, old slog. Does he stay if we get relegated? Yeah. Yeah, he's not leaving. He's not signing that contract. It, to leave in six months. Yeah. We'll see. We've already touched on the only positive, really, sub-wise, Reese Walters looked more like he has when he first came into the side than the Reese Walters we've seen of late. So that was a slight positive. Uh, we won't touch on the subs too much because Johnny, very briefly, will have a look at Reading away on Tuesday, brought to you by Johnny's Micropub. Based St. John Square in Burslem. If you're in Burslem, get yourself in for a pint. He'll be open next Saturday before the Lincoln game. Get yourselves and have a pint. I think I might be in before the game having a pint myself because I'll need a pint. Watch that shit. Yeah. Let's be fair. I think I think that's that that's more than fair, isn't it? Um, what do we say? In that sentence, Sam, wasn't it? There was, yeah. Let's be fair. Fair, that's fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah. Big game Tuesday. Massive. It, it, it's it's a must win. I it's agree. a must win game. Um, and. We lose that way down. We go eight points behind Reading if we lose that. A Reading team that's been deducted four points. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a must-win game. We we can't we can't hide behind behind that. And oh fuck's sake! Um, we may as well give up now. I've just I've just I've just had a look at the referee is. Oh, oh God, who is it? The ref the referee for this fixture will be Ross Joyce. Oh, fucking hell. Right. He was all right at first, and then he, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, apparently he's refed us 16 times. Seven yeah. wins, three draws, six defeats, and I reckon the six defeats have all come in the probably the last six games. Yeah, because the first few times you had him, I remember thinking, but reality, he's a good ref. Yeah, he's refed us this season, Blackpool away. Yeah, he did all right there, what I remember. Yeah, then Morecambe more away last year in the 1-0 defeat he refed us. I can't really remember anything about that one. I can just remember Sammy Robinson being really shit. Yeah. Uh, and then nil-nil at Bolton, uh, at home to Bolton last year. Oh, where he sent Santos off. Yeah, the sem- semi-final first leg, when we lost 2-1 to Swindon. Yeah. So, yeah, and then a couple of other games and stuff. Yeah, when he first come through, he looked a decent ref. Come through the same time as that Alisson that's now refing in the championship, who liked him as well. Yeah, 2016 he first refed us in a 2-0 win away at Gillingham. Mm. Yeah, I remember thinking he's decent to us and then he's never lived up to it. Yeah, so yeah, Ross Joyce is the referee. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, and the other reason you can say, oh shit, is I think Reading haven't won in God knows how many games. So the gift that keeps on giving Port Vale are coming into town. Surely they have. I think the record's pretty bad of late. They might have won the odd one, but the record's pretty bad. 
can't be as bad as ours. Well, no, I, read it. I don't think Reading's record's that bad, is it? I thought someone on the coach said they've won. Uh, they lost uh, weekend. Yeah, lost but then they got weekend. they got they got two draws and two wins in the previous four. Oh, ten of that bad then. No, drawn with Fleetwood, beat Charlton, and beat Stevenage, and then drew yeah. with Oxford. Yeah, and they drew with Orient and beat Derby the two games before that as well. Yeah, and have you seen the lineup from the weekend? I'm sure that they left some of their what they class as their main men on the bench. So I'm guessing they were saving them for Tuesday, knowing that they got more chance on Tuesday than they had on Saturday. Mm, makes sense, doesn't it? I think Sam Smith was on the bench Saturday. Yeah, Charlie Savage, Sam Smith both come off, come on, come off, come on. Yeah. 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 So they were obviously an eye on this game Tuesday with that. Unless they were carrying knocks, I don't know. They could have been. Could have been, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they're in decent form. They are. They're in decent form for me. Um, What, three in his last 23 or something? Well, we've got got 13 points in the last 15 games we have, whereas they've got 22 from 15. Mm. So... There's only Carlisle, Charlton and Fleetwood that are in worse form than us over that period. Carlisle who beat us. Yeah. got a draw and Fleetwood who yeah. beat us. Exactly. Yeah, so, get in. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, John. If we lose this game, may as well end the season now. Yeah. I, don't think, you know, I don't think we're down if we lose it, but I... It's a long way to, back. We've got to start picking... You know, we're running out of games to start picking up points at the minute. We can't keep losing if we're going to stay up. So, um, yeah, we've we've got to put something... You know, again, he's only got one or two days to work with... Well, one day, only to work with the players between now and then. It's it's what can you get across in those in that one day. Um, and... It, I don't know. Can we? We need to. We need to scrape something from somewhere. Yeah, and there's only us and Reading playing on Tuesday in the bottom seventeen. Cambridge are playing Bolton, who are at sixteenth. So if we can win, we can drag ourselves out of the relegation zone and drop Cheltenham and Charlton, and we go a point behind Shrewsbury and Reading. It's great saying if we can win, isn't it? When we haven't won, yeah, well, we yeah, haven't won exactly. this year. We're bloody. Past the middle of February, and we haven't won this calendar year. Well, that's the thing. We're still still not a million miles from it, and that's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Like, it really is. So, it's frustrating. Um, Go on, Tom, what were you going to say? Nothing is too busy. You call me Medion, then. Medion. I can't remember what I was going to say. I'll be honest, I've got the food network on in the background here and I've just seen some food and it's just taken my mind completely off it. Um, but, yeah, we we need we need a performance where, although, you know, tactically we might not be able to change an awful lot, if everybody mucks in, we can scrape something. They're not a, a, a much better side than us or anything because they're down there for a reason. Um. So, yeah, we've got to go into it with a much better attitude. Um, I don't know how fit Ben, Mitch and Planty are. So be I, inter- I don't know if all three would 
come onto the bench. Um, but it's quite hard to pick a team without without knowing how fit they are. Sixty percent on 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 any of them to start for me. Yeah, if Garrett's had his leg amputated while he's been out, I'd put him in the starting eleven. Yeah, I'd rather it is get the maximum we can out of him and then take him off than I would bringing him on with 20 minutes left. But I also yeah. get that we don't want him out for the rest of the season if he starts and then breaks down. We've got people, got people who do uh, medical sciences for that shit. They need to do the job then, don't they, and decide which is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So go on then, Bez. What would your eleven be? Let's let's go with your eleven, not what you think Moore will do. So like we we don't know enough about him yet, but right, my eleven. I'm I'm going to assume that the three of them can start, and as a result, I'm sticking with the five three two. If they can't, I'm switching it to four four two, four four fucking two. But if we assume that they're fit, I'm going Ripley in goal, right back. I'm going low. I'm going Casper and Deborah centre off. Fuck who am I putting that left back? Oh, Mitchell, I assume. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Uh, cross. Um, that's the four answer. No, I'm sticking with the five answer. So I'm going. I don't know Cass- what you're doing. I don't know what Rice, this is hard work to listen to this. Yeah, so sticking with the five. So Ripley and goal. Three centre offs. I'm going Casper in the middle. Deb on the right. I'm probably putting the yak in on the left. Am I? <laughs> I don't know, are you? The yak all low on the left. Probably the yak for balance because he's left-footed. Wing-backs, I'm going. Mitch right wing-back, plenty left wing-back. Ojo, Garrity and Chase as your three in midfield. And then up front, I'm going. It's going to have to be Lofton Wilson, isn't it? Because there's nothing else. So all three of them are back in the starting 11 for me. Yeah, I would. Bit. I would. The 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 only thing I changed from Bezzy's side is I keep Jonesy as the left centre back. I think Jonesy's out for the season. Oh shit! Yeah, he went off injured, didn't he? Yeah. Again. Again, yeah. Uh, well, and if he's if he's, if he's fit, then performance, I wouldn't put him in. Well, yeah, if he's fit, he starts for me. If not, then yeah, all right. I'll, ooh, fucking Yakovet, he's been crap all season. Well, since he come back from since injury. Since come back, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, less for two evils at the minute, isn't it? Because no defenders really are playing very well. So let's go with the Yak, eh? Yeah, and as for the striker on the bench, Lee Bradbury will be making the bench. <laughs> Lee Bradbury. <laughs> Being serious. <laughs> I know. Lee Bradbury is. The Portsmouth. The new coach. All oh, right. Okay. Striker at Portsmouth. Well, so we'll get him in. Scored about 25 goals in 200 games. Yeah. See, fits on. Fits in well with us then. Yeah. Big target man he was. Yeah, he's a brilliant big target man, wasn't he? Horrible yeah. little bastard. Remember yeah. him at Bournemouth. Yeah, he'd had some fight to these fuckers. I've got to hope so. Can't right, have much worse. Yeah. And again, that's not me slagging De Pepper off. 
he's just nowhere near ready. He's 17. He shouldn't be anywhere near ready for League One football. He needs to go somewhere like Stafford Rangers on loan for the rest of the season and learn how to play against men who aren't as good as what he's playing against now and then come back and let's have a look at him in the summer. Because there is potential there. That's not me saying he's not going to make it. I think there's a lot of potential there. He's just not ready at 17. He's nowhere near ready. No, I know. But some people will say you can't say that because he's come through our academy. I've seen people say he should start. No. Absolutely flabbergasted, right? But, we, yeah, we've. I mean, we aren't doing him any favours because he isn't ready. No, and it's um, And, and this, is, this is the one thing I was... This is the one thing I was frightened about when there's... You're trying to put players in from your academy into your first team. You can only do it when they're ready. You can't just wing them in at the deep end and say... Yeah. Oh, look how many academy players we're putting into our first 11. Yeah, and let's be totally honest. If Uchi's fit and we signed another striker, which we should have done, De Pepper isn't getting near the squad. And he shouldn't be. He should be playing academy football or going out on loan to a lower level to get the game time there. He shouldn't be getting the game time in a relegation battle in League One. No. Um, What are you doing? Um, I'd I'd be tempted to go low um, right centre off. Connor picks himself, obviously. Um, low right centre off, Lapata central, um, and Deborah left. Mitch on the left wing back, plenty right wing backs. Think he's looked better there. Mm. Um, and that he's got more chance of getting forward on his stronger foot there. I'd then put um, Ojo, Sang, and Garrity in midfield as a three. Um, and then I'd play Wilson. I'd play Wilson up front with with with, Chis, with, with Chislet just behind him. Um, no and that's nothing, that's nothing on loft. I just feel like we need something off the bench. We we we, we can't go from be like taking Wilson off to to going to De Pepper. That there's been one game where that's that's worked and that's Wickham and that was that was a lucky flick over his head. There was no there was no skill or judgment in that flick over his head, was there? No. He just he just launched over his head. So we just need something for me where you look at it and go, oh, he can come on off the bench. So even if it's Massey coming off the bench, you know what I mean? Like, and going up front. Like, we just need somebody that's... Sorry. (laughs) That was me putting the electric recliner down. I said said Massey up front and then that went on. (laughs) Was the electric recliner that was? Yeah, that's what they all say. I know. But yeah, I just I just feel like we need something off the bench to make sure that the it doesn't drop too much. So I'm I'm more forward planning than than anything. But yeah, I I just I feel like we need kind of get Garrity close to Wilson, get Chislet close to Wilson, sort of thing, and then go with Sang as your legs in midfield and Ojo hopefully. Has um has has found out that 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 like the manager's here to stay and he he's got a three year contract so needs to sort his life out a bit. 
But yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, and then avtimings.com. I don't know where Bez has gone. I'm a season. I'm a season. I'm a avtimings.com. Get yourselves over, sign up for a race. Maybe half isn't long away now, and that really scares me because I've been out doing three miles today and it fucking killed me. So get yourselves over, avtimings.com. Get signed up for a race. Um, I'm going to give you the last bit of optimism I've got of the season. So if we don't win, I've resigned myself to relegation. It's a must win for me to give us any hope. So I'm going to give you my last bit of optimism. I'm going Ben Garrity, 27 minutes, and we hold on as the Alamo comes for a 1-0 win. Tom? Yeah, Tom's talking, but I can't hear him. Can you? No. No, I can't hear him either. Mute and unmute, Tom, because I can see you're not muted, but mute and unmute. Try now. No, you've gone. Have you unplugged your headphones by mistake? Has you were <laughs> yawning? No, has your headphone got a button on ah. There we go. Um, what was I saying? Oh, James Wilson, 35 minutes, 3-1 Vale. That must be stupid. You, you are. <laughs> Go on, Johnny. Go on, Johnny. Bring us down to earth with a bang. What are you going? Sam Smith, what minute? No. Um, it's my last bit of optimism as well. Um, I mean, ben Garrity, 83rd minute, 1-0 win. See, I didn't go that late because I don't think he'll still be on the pitch that late. No, I, I, I don't think he'll... I, I don't think Moore will start him. I'd start him. I don't think Moore will. That's why I'm going that late. Yeah. And if we lose this, you may as well sack that and more and bring Lazarus in because that's the only chance we've got to resurrect in the season. <laughs> well, that's oh, you know, we've got to we've got to win sometime, hopefully. Well let, let, let's hope that Reading remember the support that we gave them when they went on the pitch. Yeah, and they roll over and have the bellies tickled. Yeah. yeah. Give, give us the three points that we give us the three points that we really need. Yeah, but uh, just just so people remember, don't forget it's eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, why? Reading's always eight o'clock because of traffic. Shit houses. Yeah, apparently it's it, it's a, like it's horrible get to. So. Oh, that should be fun then. Yeah. So yeah. Eight o'clock yeah. kickoff for the two hundred and fifty travelling fans. Yeah. I don't know if well, there's 250, but I'm guessing after. I'll be one of them. Dickhead. Yeah, I'm, I've got a car full, so. Dickheads. Yes, dickheads. Well, I'll be at home with I follow because I'm in Morecambe for work Monday, Tuesday, so I shall get back from Morecambe, put it on I follow, and then after 10 minutes, I have the pleasure of being able to turn it off and go and watch paint dry or something. Whereas you two daft bastards will have to watch the full 90 minutes. Well, I don't well, have we don't to. have to. We can have a little tantrum and walk out. But... That's true. That's true. I think it, it, it wouldn't be the first time that, I, that, that I've left early to get home. Yeah. Thinking what's on on a Tuesday night on tally. I'll find something. Bergerac. I don't know. There might be a game on Sky, although as we've already covered, I don't really... Champions League, isn't it? 
Uh, which, yeah, I, don't, I watched the final of that. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's oh, no, Manchester City, City and Brentford. Brentford. I, I mean, it is Champions League, but there's Inter, Atletico, PSV, and Borussia Dortmund. City yeah. and Brentford will be on tally. That's half seven kickoff. Yeah. Scottish League 2, Peter Ebb v Bonnie Reg Rose. Yeah, be a classic. <laughs> that. That'll be a good game, that will. Or right, Brighton. let me go to bed. Be four more <laughs> athletic. <laughs> See, now you know how it feels, Tom. That's why Pez is doing this. He's, he's I know, it's a shit house. Well, I'll, I'll just leave. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll be back probably Wednesday um, with with a with a review of Reading. <sighs> I look forward to the weekend. Um, but yeah, that that's that's Let's also raise that. Not a look forward to the weekend. Do. Preview of the weekend because no one's fucking looking forward to it. <sighs> when when we when when we when we beat Reading three one like Tom's told us we're going to, everyone will be looking forward to Saturday again. Yeah, the, the newfound optimism. I hope so because if we are you on... doing this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So watch them. We'll do again. <laughs> Get burnt your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Johnny, wrap us up. Yeah, on 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 that note, if 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 you're yeah, if you hit Reading, then come say hello. Um, if you're sensible and you stay in the same and the warmth, well done. Um, you've got more brain cells than myself and Tom. That's um, not hard though. <laughs> no. And then have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So automate delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.